Hello and welcome to Inside Sonoma County Real Estate. I'm Nancy Chiappi and I am delighted to be hosting this podcast because for many of us, buying and selling a home is one of the most impactful shifts we'll ever make. And we need all the insight and education we can get in order to feel empowered on our journeys. So tune in, relax, and be prepared to fill your cup with usable, valuable guidance from local real estate specialist, Heidi Wood. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sonoma County Real Estate. I am really excited to share this next conversation with you as Heidi enlightens us to the many moving parts to be taken into account when acquiring vacation or other short-term rental property, or perhaps even converting an existing property into a short-term rental. She covers both the practical aspects of planning for such a purchase in any instance, as well as some very important Sonoma County-specific guidelines that have affected the local real estate market lately. So buckle in, enjoy the ride, and be prepared to take away some really valuable nuggets. Here we go. Well, welcome back, Heidi. Thank you. So our topic for today is vacation rentals and investment properties. And so I think we all have an idea of what a vacation rental might be, but could you elaborate a little bit on what would qualify as an investment property? Sure. Uh, investment property, of course, is any property um, that we're that we're purchasing. It's all an investment for you know our personal personal gain, hopefully. Um, but when it refers back to a vacation rental or rental property, um, there's different things that we look at as investors to make sure that that property is going to. Um, be profitable, right? We don't want to do something that's not profitable. So a lot of times uh, people calculate their cap rates and their percentages and they do 1031 exchanges and all these variables um, factor into what becomes um, an, an investment property. And in this segment, I think we're going to focus really on the short-term and vacation rental market. Okay, that sounds great. And am I correct then? You just threw in that term 1031 exchange. And I definitely wanted to learn a little bit more about that. Is that going to apply to our conversation today? Or is that? You know, that's pretty much its own. That could be its own segment uh, that we'll cover probably in the near future. But it uh, there are factors that factor into all rental properties, and uh, and I think we'll cover that later. But but it is important that people understand the pros and cons of purchasing a property to be rented out as vacation rental or short term rentals. There's a lot of little moving parts that happen uh, when we do that. So we're going to cover mostly that today, and the investment piece we'll cover in a separate segment later. That sounds great. And so you're using the phrase short-term rentals as well. So I'm going to try to remember to phrase it as vacation or short-term rentals so that we can be clear. And I would now love to know a little bit about your personal experience in purchasing and selling vacation and short-term rentals. Well, this is interesting. I um I started a 
vacation rental back in the early 2000s um, out of state. We had a property, a log cabin in North Carolina, and we decided to turn it into a vacation rental when we weren't going to visit. And it was very successful. And this was like really early in the life of vacation rentals or short-term rentals. We'd rent it for the weekend or a week to certain people. And Airbnb, which is the most popular kind of site now, has only been around for about 14 years. So back then we were on VRBO, which is kind of a longer term uh, company that kind of supports the back end of your vacation rental. And they have a lot of other companies now as well. But we had um, great success for about a three or four year period. And then we then we switched it up and purchased in another state um, down in Arizona and so we really did primarily our our testing on this market out of state just because uh we could the the, the financial side of it worked better um as far as as far as that went but we got out of the market probably in 2015 i'd say because there's a lot of regulations and rules around it especially when it comes to any place that has an HOA there's you just have to be really careful so it was wonderful to have that experience and it's very different now because of the regulations that we have but um but it it's really really a an interesting process that you go through and I think for some people it can really work yeah absolutely and so um I'm gathering that you really kind of enjoy working with clients in this way. I just sort of sense a little vibrancy there. Uh, is that true? Kind of where does that rank in your in your sort of um, ideal collaborations? I, I think that it's the guidance part because I have experience with having done it in the past, even though it was a different market then. In the in general, it's the same. You're you're renting your home out furnished to somebody and you have to make it appealing enough and market it and do certain types of things around it that makes people want to come back or people want to continue to rent it. So do you appreciate, I I just didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, I just know that you have a real flair for uh, when you list properties to um, have them look beautiful when they're on the market. Do you enjoy helping folks? explore how they might make their vacation rental attractive to to renters? Well, it's very similar in in how we present properties to to market, to list. Um, people expect, you know, nice finishes, nice furn- comfortable furniture, nice layout, and of course area amenities and things like that. But it's really important to have a lot of detail in the back end of it. And, and so there's a lot of experience in that way that, uh, that you get when you have feedback. And, and the, that's the other thing, the feedback nowadays is very different. We have so much more social media now than we did before. So you really have to be mindful of what people are going to say about your property after they finish their experience. So that clearly then sets your standards of where you're going to be in the kind of the pricing market or the the location market. Absolutely. It just, this feels like important 
material for people to bear in mind in purchasing these kinds of properties because not everybody has that skill set of sort of knowing how to keep up a beautiful property for others to enter into. And you're certainly right. It's, I mean, the the renters now are much more um, choosy. And because this has been such a popular, popular thing to do now through Airbnb and VRBO for such a long time that I think this, our standards have actually gone up. And so um, just moving on now to talking about more locally here, is Sonoma County a popular spot for folks to want to purchase vacation rentals? And if it is, <laughs> why do you think that is? Well, location, location, location. Um, we have, you know, great climate here. We have our wineries and our vineyards and our 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 beer piece and our, you know, our, our individual town locations. So there's a lot of appeal to come up to Sonoma County. It's, it's wine country, you know, it's, we're different than the Napa Valley, but we are still wine country. And so I think people really want that, you know, vineyards and vistas feel sometimes they want the river feel because we've got very popular area, um, you know, areas around the river so that's really what draws people to this area. And I don't think it's just necessarily purchasing a vacation rental today. I think it's people who want to turn maybe what they have into a mm. vacation rental if they want to do something different. Mm. So there also there's a shift, a little bit of a shift in people's behavior as far as their investments. Yes. And, and thinking through this might be an opportunity for people to do something different rather than sell their property. They might want to do this, but there's yes. a lot involved. It's not as easy as people think. Yeah. And I'm so glad we're having this conversation because I know we're going to get into a little bit more detail about, about that. And um, you sort of mentioned some general areas in terms of wine country setting or river setting, but could you highlight for us maybe some specific um, spots that folks tend to focus on when purchasing a um, vacation or short-term rental here in Sonoma County? I think the biggest, the, the most, uh, the area that's most uh, used as vacation rental is the river. The, I call it the river. So it's going to be the kind of Guerneville, Forestville, river area, anything with water. You know, people love to be able to swim or go, you know, that's a, what's appealing about some folks that have, you know, maybe they have a house out in the country, but maybe they have a pool. So water's always that that draw. But Hillsburg, sure. Hillsburg's very popular, obviously. Um, you know, when you have a wedding area, wedding destination, you're always, people are always looking for, you know, their family to have uh, a lot of opportunity around certain areas. So Healdsburg, Sonoma is wonderful uh, as far as, but, it, you know, again, very, some of this, some of these locations have very, very high regulations and they're limited in what they're allowing. So yes. it's really important for, for folks to understand that if they're coming into that market and even if they're transitioning their property to understand what the rules are in their specific area in their specific specific zone yeah and the question that comes to me right off the bat with somewhere like Guerneville where it's common knowledge that there's flooding um 
potential. I don't mean to sort of change our topic too much here, but have you found that it's hard for folks to get homeowners insurance because of that in Guerneville? I think you have to ha- have be mindful of insurance anywhere in Sonoma County. Okay. Uh, we have so many so much of a broad scope of what's going on here. Um but yes, insurance is especially around any kind of property purchase is is a, an important piece of your investment. Yes. So you need to make sure before you're even moving forward with your you know with your purchase that you want to check to see what insurances you will need. I don't th- I think in the in the big picture if you're we're looking at Greenville I think the the highest the seasonal piece would eliminate anybody from like coming into a rental and having a potential flood at that time. So sure. your your tenants or your renters aren't going to be affected by that. But you as a as a buyer as a homeowner could be affected by those I guess seasonal uh and changes in our in our climate and also in our you know in the the watershed yeah (laughs) and so with that that i hear what you're saying yes and uh would that translate to sometimes people maybe being denied insurance or is it translate to high high um premiums i mean i've been just been curious about the river area in specific with regard to this what have you seen in that regard? I think that it is spe- it's specific to certain areas. I think it also is specific to certain uh, types of property, how the property is configured on the at its location, mm-hmm. and also your insurance carrier. It could depend on how long you've owned your home, and that really is this is like really more of an insurance you know lane that we're 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 thinking of and yeah. i would love to entertain that in general with a with a episode yes an episode i think so too maybe bring in a guest i have some great people who uh have good insight on that but that's definitely a factor in one of the things that you have to think about yes in your in your short term or vacation rental is is the risk or the insurances or all of those little detail factors. Yeah. So have you observed changes in this particular type of market lately? Um, just in general, maybe in buyer behavior or anything else you can think of? And and if so, what do you think might be the cause? Well, lo- okay. So Sonoma County in general has had a huge amount of changes in the guidelines and ordinances for vacation rentals and short-term rentals. And there's, you know, there's the people who are for them. There's the people who are against them. There's the neutral people. So there's this broad gamut of, of you know, reasoning behind this. And each and every area, whether you're in the county or in a certain city, has has a sort of a permit process that you have to go through. And, and some people just don't realize that, you know, you have to, you do have, there's taxes you need to pay mm. and you're running a business. And this isn't really, it's different than maybe a, a month to month rental where, you know, you can do a short-term month-to-month as well. You know, you could do a three-month rental, and that would be considered, you know, a short. Uh, it's not really short-term to me. Short-term is anything under thirty days. Right. But but you know, you can do a a a, a rental that's less 
time, but you're looking at trying to get um, all these factors in and make sure you're compliant with your area. So that I think for people who thought that it would be easy, it might be a little more of a hurdle to, to jump because they're having to try to get all these things done in the back end and also still make that um, rental appealing. So that people want to rent it because if you think about your numbers and you look at, okay, I have to rent this 20 days out of the month in order to, in order to just break even depending on what they spend for the home, right? you have to look at the numbers. You can't think, oh, I'm just going to buy this and rent it out and offset my costs. You have to think of all those other things that go along with that. And there's regulations against the, the quantity of people that you can have in your rental. There's parking, wow. regu- you, know, thing, you know, there's all those things that people need to think about as well. So when you're you know, renting a small little place on this little back road and you can rent it to eight people, but there's only parking for two, you have to think about how, not only how, what you're doing to the neighborhood, but what you're doing to your, your tenant that's coming in, your renter. Uh And because you have to make it comfortable. So they want, you want, you want repeat business, hopefully. So. Absolutely. Wow, that is just all such important information. And as someone myself who always likes to look at possibility, you know, that can be so alluring, this idea of, oh my gosh, just rent the place out. And I love that sort of grounding of like, make sure you start from the right place of knowledge and numbers. Like you said, really run the numbers and become familiar with the process um, before you get ahead of yourself. So thank you for that. And now here's kind of the loaded question of the day. And um, that is, can you share any new laws, guidelines, or ordinances that have come into effect lately with regard to purchasing and or owning vacation and short-term rentals? here in Sonoma County. So, I'm not going to get specific here because the ch- these are changing literally month to month and okay. um there's so many different changes happening in each particular area, but I do want people to know that there are these limitations. There's capacity guidelines and every area has its own specific rules. So, I think what I'd like to do is put links in the show notes that allow people to find out a little bit more about that because you really want to do this homework before you, if this is specifically what you're purchasing this property for, you really need to do this homework before you make this, make this offer or buy this property and understand that there is a there could be a capacity and this is really specialized information for you know somebody who's going to be able to help you guide you through the process sure and i would so appreciate your including those links in the show notes because just for folks to kind of click in and be able to explore a little bit maybe so they can apply that knowledge to some particular area they've had their eye on for purchasing or converting into um, a short-term rental or vacation rental, 
I think that would be a wonderful starting point for them. And then I really would look forward um, to potentially having someone uh, who can come in and really elaborate perhaps more on the state of some of these ordinances and regulations in the specific areas of the county. How does that sound? That sounds great. Okay, awesome. And then would you care to share any stories that come to mind around folks purchasing or selling vacation and short-term rentals lately in your experience? I have I have a funny story of something that happened years ago, um, but it really does pertain to lately because we there's a lot of risk, mm-hmm. um, and your people, you know, your tenant, your potential tenant renter will tell you that they're going to have four people and they might have friends over, and then there's then there's eight or there's twenty or whatever. So people need to realize that um, when they set their their situation up that they need to provide the rules and and try and enforce those rules and be respectful of, of the neighbors as well. Uh, But a a story that I had from years ago, um, we had really successful uh, rentals and our tenants were always really, really great, except for one group. And it only takes one to begin your, 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 the change of how you are thinking about it. And I got a call. I had a house cleaner who used to go in. The cleaning lady would go in after everybody, and she knew exactly how to set things up. And you know, she would wash all the all the sheets and the towels and everything. But she had gone. There was she was downstairs. We had a basement in our uh, log cabin, and there was a window that was left open in the and the screen was missing and there was a bloody towel laying over the windowsill oh my goodness and she called us right away and she said oh my god there's a bloody towel I don't know what I'm gonna do you know and we were thinking well do we call the police or what do we do so a friend of mine went into the house before because she was afraid to go in um by herself and my friend went up and uh, and they both you know went in together and there was nothing that we could see that was that was out of place other than this weird bloody towel and but it was scary enough to be like well do we call the police and have them come up there and in this place was pretty remote so doing that was going to be a, a kind of a big problem so it's always a risk of what kind of person does that and they're they're, yes. you know, they're ruining they're ruining you got to be mindful that you're going to have to replace your, yes. property, your personal property. And and they have built-in things now in, in Airbnb and VRBO and all those uh, supporting um, software and apps that allow for deposits and things like that. But there are really weird little mishaps. So be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably we should have called and had somebody come and, and just check it just because it was a, a little bit of an anomaly. But but you're going to have weird situations and it's just mindful to be very careful um, and know, kind of research a little bit your uh, tenant that's going to be coming in, at least have some back background information on that if you can. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that story. And yeah, it really does illustrate how you really are stepping into the unknown in allowing the public to come in and rent. And my goodness, I think that would be challenging for me. And another really important factor to consider. And um, 
And just know, Nancy, though, that it's not the, the majority of the folks that are renting these properties are like you and I. We've yes. done, you know, we go rent places and we're very respectful of others' properties and we try and leave them in the best state that they can be. And so that really is what your majority is. Um, I'm only pointing out the possibilities of things, especially in the world that we live in now. You just have to be aware of, of, um, your your surroundings and what's going on and and be mindful of that and have a backup plan for sure. Sure. Absolutely. Yes. Well, um, just the final question for today, Heidi, and that is what would you like listeners to take away from our discussion today? I think the biggest thing is it sounds easier than it is. Uh, So really do your research. Really, really, really do your research. Um, It's a lot of fun. You meet great people. There's people from all over the world. We had books that we would keep um, that people would write in, and, and it was it was really great. In our in our Arizona property, we actually had a golf pro stay, and it was just a wonderful experience. and And he was great, and his family was great. So um, the websites now, the Airbnb and VRBO, all those, they specialize in, in having great tools and support booking deposits and things like that. Um, and, and so that's really, really helpful. Um, make sure you do check with your insurance carrier to double check on what you'd need over and above your regular insurances. Um, and realize that your expenses are going to, there's going to be extra expenses there. Um, it's different than a month to month rental. You're going to have, you know, furniture, you're going to have dishes, you're going to have things that go along with the house. And really for people nowadays, it's the experience. So you have to go, you really have to go pretty far in making it, you know, really a great experience for them. So yeah, as long as you're checking all those things out and you're aware of what's going on, can be a great experience for people. And I know there's a lot of energy out there around this. So um, on a positive note, that's uh, I I encourage it to a certain extent. Um, Hopefully we don't take away from our, our buyers of where we need to live because we all need to live somewhere too. So I, I like to think of it as a good balance in the communities and not too much of a burden. Totally. Thank you for that. That was really a beautiful summary of our conversation and very well said. Um, And so thank you so much, Heidi. This has been wonderful. And I want to, before we go, invite our listeners to tune in for our next episode when we are going to be talking about real estate relationships and what agents do for their clients. So that's going to be really interesting. Um, So until then, take good care, Heidi. Thanks, Nancy. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you found our time together to be enlightening and informative. And if you'd like personal support from Heidi on your own real estate journey, then reach out to HeidiWoodProperties at gmail.com. That's Heidi, W-O-U-L-D, properties at gmail.com. Bye for now.